Discover the amazing benefits of CBD. Nature's Gem CBD products provide relief from joint pain, backaches, anxiety, sleeplessness, and more. Nature's Gem offers exclusive discounts just for our listeners. There's always a 15% off deal. Check out all the CBD goodness at naturesgemcbd.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. This is Dimity McDowell reporting for duty from what the runner duty. <laughs> you need to click your heels together, I think, when you say that. <laughs> so, uh, so I was thinking about Dim. We both tasted some freedom, workout freedom this week. Workout um. freedom. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I got to ride my wheels outside. And I, I honestly can't remember the last time I did. I was like scrolling through my Strava and other data to see when I went outside last. And I just, I, I was like, ah, it's just been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 65 here Monday. It was really, really windy. So not so much on the ride there, but Tuesday, oh, it was, um, I just way, way, way overdressed. Like <laughs> Amelia was giving me a hard time leaving. She, she's an uh, asynchronous. That's an asynchronous learning day in case you're wondering around these parts. So she's basically here to bug me. And, um, and so uh, I had on my leg warmers, you know, so they come up, they're like, uh, they come up to you like mid thigh, right? So, oh. you know, they're like arm warmers, but for your legs, you wear them for. Yes. I have ones that only, but they only come up to my knees. Oh no, mine come up. Uh, well, I think maybe you want to stretch anyway. And mine come up to my mid thigh. If you stretch them. Uh, I had those on, I had my cycling shorts on, I had a, um, an icebreaker, <laughs> like heavyweight wool shirt on, I had a fleece old skirt sports jacket on that I love because it kind of keeps me warm. Uh, I had a light AMR, our light like beanie hat on under my helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not wear my heavy, heavy cycling gloves. I just wore like um, ASICs, you know, uh, thin running gloves. And mm-hmm. then I toe covers on my shoes and for for a 65 degree degree day that's hard is that if it is it was a little windy and the thing is hard is that you don't know how it's going to feel right because if the if the sun goes under and the wind is coming at you and you're only really moving your legs you're not really using your upper body when you ride you know like it's definitely, it's hard to know. And you're going fast or faster than you would when you're running. Oh, you're going fast. You're going fast, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't create the same amount of heat that running does. That's for sure. Sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but then I like, <laughs> I just felt like an idiot. I passed somebody on the bike, on the path. And literally, I mean, it was a guy. So, you know, maybe he's you know, and a younger guy, but he literally had on just shorts and his short sleeve jersey. And I like, <laughs> okay 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 as I adjusted I took off my gloves stuffed them took off my hat uh put wrapped my jacket around my waist and then I was okay overall but yeah it was pretty funny Amelia was like I think you're a little overdressed and she's like oh yeah looking cute and I'm like yeah cycling clothes are really cute yeah (laughs) wow because um Daphne my 15 year old she got a we got bike for her after Christmas and so she's been riding around and it's, you know, it's not nearly the, the sleek steed that yours is, Dim. But she goes out most days and just really kind of explores all different parts of town. And, um, but I mean, she doesn't dress heavily at all. And I'm always like, aren't you cold? Yeah. And she goes out even when it's wet 
And she actually wore really cute white jeans the other day when she went cycling. And I'm like, oh, that's a big mistake. I'm like, but that's a mistake she can learn on her own. Exactly. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to shout spray to get out the little mud puddle. Yeah, the spray. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, but I, I have told her, I'm like, do you want to borrow my running gloves? Because your hands are going to get really cold. And she always comes back. She's like, mom, I didn't get cold. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's like she's under 20. Um, I think <laughs> you get older, you run a lot colder. Um, I mean, truly, truly, right. I mean, those, you know, everybody, it's funny. I was looking at some short, uh, some pictures of the nor'easter storm that hit uh, the East coast earlier this week. And someone had their kid out in the snow in shorts and someone's like shorts. And I was like, Ben lived in shorts, like lived in, in gym shorts for, I mean, I don't know, up through eighth grade, you know, now uh-huh. pants, but I mean, it was not, you know, I mean, it, they just run so much warmer, but. Well, it's also like, you know, when you go into certain buildings and they, you know, point that thermometer, that temperature gun at your neck or your forehead or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I'm nowhere near 98.6. It's like, oh, 96.3, yeah. 97.1. <laughs> like, exactly. I just came out of cold storage people. Okay. <laughs> I- What's that? Cryogenics? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you got to swim, right? So you that was your first, not in the pond, I imagine, right? It was, no, it was in the pool, which had been closed down since kind of early to mid-November. And because when we went, when Oregon went under lockdown once again, and so, um, our infection rates are down or our transmission rates are low enough so that they open back up. And particularly because it's not in the um, county that Portland's in. So they have uh, even lower rates than we do. So yes. So I um, went to the pool and oh my goodness, stood out there in my robe and my running buddy, Trisha met me there and she took a picture of me standing there. It's the most silly picture of me standing there in my robe and my UFOs flip flops. And she's like, look at the building. Look like you're excited to get in. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, for my, you know, very segmented 45 minute swim, everybody gets in at, you know, on the 30 and has to get out on the 15 and can only still walk one way through the locker room and can't go through. But, oh, my goodness, Tim, I got in trouble. I got reprimanded, I should say, that my deal is so you can't go back into the locker room after you go swimming. And so I put my it's a huge robe. I put on my robe and then um, I had taken down the straps before I put my arms in the sleeves. And then with the robe tied, I shimmied it down and took my swimsuit off so that I could put on a pair of joggers. Um, Cause even I won't drive home basically naked under a robe on I five freeway. But anyway, the, um, the one um, lifeguard who was still in the pool area yelled out and she was like, ma'am, ma'am, I know you have your robe on, but we're on school ground. So you have to keep your bathing suit on. It was like, yeah, we're on I'm thinking we're on school grounds and kids can't come back to school. So it, there's no one to flash. Okay. So like, and I'm Sarah Bowen Shea and I pee in planters and I'm <laughs> yeah. just parking lots. So what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, lady, I've peed in the parking lot here and you're getting on me because I'm naked under my robe. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't know, you know, next time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, well, Sarah, it's all right. All right. We'll let it pass this one time, but no, yeah. time. maybe I'm going to be, get a uh, band from the pool or something. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, our first question comes from Katie with a cold iPhone. Hey, Sarah and Dimity. It's Katie calling from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, which is 
smack in the middle of Madison and Milwaukee. And I just got done with a super cold weather run. Um, it was feels like a negative one when I left, and now I'm home, and my eyelashes are coated in icicles. But my question is, if anyone has any tips or tricks for how to keep your phone or watch from freezing on a long run. So whenever I go out, it always seems to be about two miles in, and then my playlist is done because my phone dies because it's too cold. And I am wondering if you have any tips or tricks. So love the podcast, love the show. Thank you for everything. Would love to hear any tips. Thanks, girls. Bye-bye. All right. Well, Katie, that's something that has never happened to me because all my super cold runs are way in my past, way before the advent of cell phones. You know, uh, those Colgate runs, Dim, uh, you know, there was there was nothing no electronics at all to carry with us. So, um, so I dug around the interweb for some suggestions and, you know, I thought, oh, this will be our final question. Cause I'm sure it'll be super quick and, you know, just a little, you know, quick in and out. Oh no, there's way more than I anticipated. Um, so for starters, Tim, listen to this cold temperatures cause atoms to slow down, which is the root cause of smartphone failure in frigid temps. Because of this, the iPhone is actually designed to shut down automatically under certain conditions, such as extremely cold temperatures. So, um, you know, to some iPhone users, the shutdown might seem unexpected, but it's actually designed to protect the device's electronics from low voltage. Who knew? Who knew? I did. I did know that an iPhone will shut down when it gets too hot. Yes. Because you know, I've I've sometimes been like sitting out in our garden with the black face of my phone pointed up and suddenly it'll be like warning warning going to shut down and it's like oh okay it's sitting here soaking up the sun but i did not know that if it's temperature swings too far the other way it shuts down there you go um and i have had my phone shut down but it's mostly i think it's a combination of really long days and um and the phone right and the cold so uh. i'm thinking about like when we did like i had there our um uh, what, last, I mean, it feels like I had to like think about when it was, it was uh, a year ago, January, we went, I went to Duluth with, um, Joe and Jess, uh, my friends that I did the Grand Canyon with. And, mm -hmm. um, and we were out, you know, on a long, uh, hike slash snowshoe, um, you know, and, and by the end of the day it was dead. Right. But mm. I was still able to take some pictures and stuff. Um, but Katie seems like two miles is not very long. So mm -hmm. the, the best thing you need to, you need to do is, is, give it heat, right? Like pretend like it's your little newborn baby and snuggle that thing right next to you. You know, you could put it in your, um, you could put it in a plastic bag and put it in your sports bra. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I'm thinking about sweat might get too much if you don't have it in a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. Um, you can also buy or make a neoprene case. You found some of those on the web, Sarah, that seem to have a good, a good, uh, consistency with helping people, um, keep their mm -hmm. iPhones good reputation, I should say for keeping them Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love that one site said you can uh you know repurpose an old mouse pad made of neoprene and and you know craft your own little case for your phone. I'm like yes, the you know little crafty person in me likes that. So my mouse pad is thick. Like that would be hard to sew through. I think. But yeah, I think it would be hand. I think you'd have to get a mighty big needle and you know do it by hand. I don't I don't see that. As, I don't know if you have a sewing machine. Um, oh, we do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> do it. No, but, but people in my family do not use it. I am not one of them. That's a, a little side note. Um, Molly is my running partner is very sweetly teaching Daphne, my younger daughter, how to sew 
because Molly loves sewing. It's one of her um, main hobbies. And so she just kind of felt it would be a nice thing for her. She, she's a big fan of Daphne. So she's teaching Daphne how to sew. So this week, Molly came over and took a look at the sewing machine that we own. So, yeah. Do you, do you need an upgrade? Uh, no, because it was, well, I do have my mother's original sewing machine, her Singer sewing machine from when my mother graduated college in 1948. Wow. And it still works. And there's even a running story related to it. I'm really, I'm on a tangent so far away. You can't, I'm just a little dot. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, when the one time I did the beta breakers in San Francisco, that, you know, renowned kind of like moving parade of a race, uh, my rowing buddies and I made an enormous um, kind of fabric. It looked like a, um, uh, a shell, a rowing shell that we were in made out of fabric. And we all held on to um, the PVC pipes and ran seven miles holding these PVC pipes with the fabric draped off it. And so Kate, my good friend, was talented enough to be able to use a sewing machine. And so she s- used my mom's 1948 Singer to sew that quote unquote costume. Yeah. Wow. So you've, you've owned it for a while and you didn't so, have it. So the- well, so that one, I don't know, I, so that one's somewhere up on our third floor, um, but this one that Molly came over and took a look at and hooked Daphne up with is big sister Phoebe's that she did not take with her when she moved out of the house on Sunday. So Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Phoebe moving out. We've got learning to sew. We've got antiques. We've got beta breakers. I love it. It's just like, a, it's just like a run. We could be running side by side right now, Sarah. Right, right. Random topics for 300. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, so here's some phone safety tips that I picked up. Um, they were all new to me. Again, this is just a, a realm that I didn't know exist. So if you can't find a way to keep your phone warm enough, Katie, your best bet is to turn it off or just leave it at home. But, you know, I was, um, Dim and I were talking about this before we went on air saying that, you know, maybe people, you know, like to bring their phone just in case of emergency, even if it is turned off, you know, hopefully it would stay warm enough, they could boot back up. But if you do choose to bring it with you and have to turn it on, you need to proceed with caution, turning it back on. If you fire that bad boy up, as soon as you get home, you could do lasting damage to the inner workings of your phone. And I just... I just found this really intriguing. I don't know why. So it turns out that turning on a cold device can and warming it up too quickly, that rapid change in temperature can expand the components too quickly, causing damage. can also cause uh, your devices at risk of condes- condensation forming. And, you know, everyone knows that getting moisture in your cell phone is no bueno. Um, so simply wait for your device to warm up to room temperature. Um, and you can do that. You just touch it. If your iPhone doesn't feel too cold, then it's okay to turn it back on. It's kind of, so how about that? Yeah, that's good. It sounds like, you know, like can frost oh. merge your cold toes right into boiling warm water. That's that you gotta bring it up gradually. Look at you, clever woman. That's a wonderful analogy. <laughs> Hopefully Katie, you don't deal with frostbitten toes as well. Yeah. All right, moving on. If you follow our blog, you know that Dear Dimity has embarked on a four-week trial with Nature's Gem CBD. As Dimity wrote, my 2021 word of the year is ease, and I'm adding a couple tools to my toolbox to help me integrate more calm into my life. I'm hoping CBD is one of them. To that end, I'm going to purposefully use CBD over the next four weeks to see if and how it softens my edges. Stay tuned to our blog and here to hear how it works for Dimity. If you're like Dimity, you might have some questions about CBD. First up, while it's derived from hemp, a flora cousin to the marijuana plant, 
CBD doesn't include THC, the mood-altering substance in weed that makes you high. Instead, CBD offers a soft, gradual step down to a calmer state, lessening anxiety in your head or inflammation in your knee. It's non-addictive and CBD won't knock you out. In fact, you can still drive, work out, create a spreadsheet, help your kids distance learn, hop on a Zoom call, whatever it is you're doing during your day while you have CBD in your system. Nature's Gem offers a variety of CBD products, including gummies, oil, lotion, and even pet products. As a special for our audience, Nature's Gem often offers various bundles, so you can try several CBD products to determine what works best for you. This is just one of the unique offers and weekly specials Nature's Gem serves up for us. You can always save 15% off one item with code BAMR. Check it all out at naturesgemcbd.com AMR. That's naturesgemcbd.com slash AMR. Again, get 15% off one item with code BAMR at naturesgemcbd.com slash AMR. So this question is from Britt, who is one of our new BAMR bastards, who's daydreaming a bit nervously about doing a 50K. Hi, Sarah. Uh, my name is Britt, and I'm calling from Buffalo, New York, beautiful Buffalo, New York. I'm calling because I have been wanting to do a 50K since I turned 50, which was, I'll be 52 this July. So I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, and honestly, I'm just kind of scared. So I need, um, I need a, a little bit of a pet talk, but I also need a little bit of straightforward information about, um, you know, what to expect. It's a, it's not a trail 50K. It's a, it's a uh, paved rail trail 50K. So maybe just a little bit of information about that type of 50K and uh, just some encouragement. So thank you very much. I love the show and um, I'm excited to hear your answer. Bye-bye. All right. A new goal. Um, I gotta say, I always love the Buffalo pride that Britt has. Um, even if the bills did lose to the KC chiefs in the playoffs, uh, <laughs> rare. I think it was one of those towns. I had a roommate from Buffalo and, uh, she, she had a lot of pride too. I think it's one of those towns. I think Kansas city is too, where you're just like, just has this inherent sense of pride about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I love a new adventure. We love keeping things fresh, giving yourself a new challenge in this new year. I think that's great. Um, and it, it turns out, Sarah, where did you, you found out that she won 13 marathons. Did you, she, she, she run. Yeah. She's run 13 marathons. Yeah. yeah. 13 marathons. Where did you find that information? Uh, on the Instagram? No, I texted her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. I was like, yeah. And Sarah's like going through all the athletes. Like yeah. there's her name. Yes. Um, Okay, so a 50K on uh, a rail to trail is obviously very doable if you've run 13 marathons. Um, but I will say that that extra, so 50K is about 31 miles, a little over 31 miles. Um, and those extra six-ish miles are not easy, right? I mean, I definitely feel like you need to get ready for a 50K mentally and physically. It's not a marathon with six miles on top of it. It is a 50K because, you know, you, you've already run 26 miles and you're going to be out there for another, you know, hour, two hours, however long it will take you to, to cover that last uh, stretch to get you to an ultra marathon. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, when you say that, you know, that it's not just six miles, it's immediately sprang to my mind you know, the difference between the long 
long run you do in marathon training and the race itself. So, you know, mm-hmm. the difference between a 20 or 21 mile training run versus a marathon. And you think, oh, I just got 10K left. Not just, there's something just about that. So, um, so, and then also the whole doing it on pavement um, and on a rail to trail conversion that most likely means that it's relatively flat because, you know, the railroads used to try to have the flattest route. So most of those things are pretty flat. And so it would seem like, you know, oh, pavement and flatter, that, that's awesome. That's going to make it easier. And mm, No, you know, the pounding on pavement, that's going to be tougher than going that distance on trail. And that flat, unvaried terrain can be surprisingly tough on muscles because it's the same, you're using the same muscles over and over. Whereas when you go up a hill or down a hill, you're recruiting some different muscles and some other ones get a little teensy bit of a break. And I found that to be the case. Uh, my marathon PR is the Eugene Marathon, which is run almost exclusively on flat trails throughout the city of Eugene, Oregon. And oh, I was in just a world of hurt, the worst hurt I've ever been in because of that, that pounding and all that unvaried terrain. So, um, and also you have fewer, you know, hills to take built-in breaks because a lot of ultra runners um, I've heard you know, walk up hills, choose ahead of time that they're going to walk up the gnarliest of hills. Sure. Yep. We call that fast hike, brisk walk. Yep. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And I mentally too, it's hard because especially if you are on a rail to trail. And I mean, the ones that I know of are, (laughs) you know, they, they follow a railroad, right. And a railroad tends to go straight. Right. So it's not like there's like left-hand turns or right-hand turns. It's like you are going straight on unvaried terrain for 31 miles, or maybe you turn around Mm -hmm. at 15 or whatever. But um, right. that's mentally a, a, a big challenge, right? And that's, um, so I definitely think you need to prepare for that as well. Um, quick plug here, we do have a 50K program in the Train Like a Mother Club, um, led by coach uh, Christy Scott, who is a very accomplished uh, ultra runner and, and helps people run their first ultra quite a bit. That's kind of where she loves to shine. And that's where she thrives. She's a personal trainer. She's She's great. So, um, so if you need a plan and you want some really um, helpful, accessible guidance, um, check out that plan. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you talked about it a little bit, Sarah. Um, you know, you definitely can walk through the mm-hmm. uh, you know walk parts of the course if you want to. Um, yeah, but overall, I mean, it's very, very doable. Um, you know, I wouldn't be nervous, Britt. I would just be prepared, right? And the way that mm-hmm. you're going to do that is going to train mm-hmm. properly. You're going to train on um, some rails of trails, especially your long runs so that your body and mind are ready for it. You're gonna um, make sure you have your, your nutrition and your hydration dial. That's a huge part of ultra running. Um, and yeah, and then you're gonna go have a great day. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's uh, exciting and, and we can't wait to hear about it. And then Sarah mm-hmm. will probably text you after and, and see how it went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Tim, I love that. I wouldn't be nervous, I'd just be prepared. That is a, there you go. That's a very Dimity-esque quote. I love it. Um, you're still going to be nervous, but you know, but if you have the pre- preparation, then you're good to go. Yep. Yep. So, all right. And this final question comes from Jennifer who wants to know about long weekend runs. Hi, this is Jennifer from near Orlando, Florida. I was calling to ask a question regarding long runs. As I'm preparing for my long run coming up on Saturday, I was just kind of wondering what the purpose of the long run is how long it's supposed to be, and if you're supposed to keep adding miles. I'm not training for anything right now, just trying to stay healthy, and I normally run an average weekday run of four to five miles per time, 
three times a week. And then on Saturdays, I'm not, not sure how long I'm supposed to increase the run and if I keep adding miles every week. And really, what's the benefit as things are starting to get busier and busier on Saturdays and I have less and less time to be out there? Thanks for uh, taking the time to answer the question. I appreciate it. Bye. So an intriguing question, Jennifer, you know, my five second answer is if you're not training for anything, there's no rule. There's definitely no rule that says you have to do a longer run, especially if it's impeding other aspects of your life. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a half marathon or a marathon or, you know, like your Brit and you're gunning for your first 50 K, you know, there is, um, very, there's not a physical reason to run long on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you want to stay in that, like, you know, um, well, we always say it half marathon ready, you know, kind of state, but even then you're, even if you're doing eight, nine, 10 miles on the weekends, you're still really not in a half marathon ready state all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I don't see any reason to do it. And I think honestly, you will benefit from bringing it back to four to five miles and, um, and you can mix it up on those runs. Like maybe the weekend is something harder, right? If you're doing Mm -hmm. easy runs during the week, maybe the weekend is, putting in some interval work, like maybe doing a four, three, two, one pattern where you pick up your pace every step up. So by the time you're at the minute, you're really gunning it and you go back to four minutes easy. You do that a couple of times through or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, there's no, you know, there's no Bible of running that says you have to run long, you know, there's not. although our first book run like a mother was deemed the Bible of running by the New York times. So just saying, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, you know, I guess when I'm not training, I do longer runs on the weekends, quite honestly, just to get out of the house. <laughs> And that's a valid reason. That is most definitely a valid reason. For sure. And it brings on a different kind of um, pace to your day, right? And, but it Mm -hmm. sounds like, again, like Jennifer's got uh, her kids stuff is filling up, you know, but if you're out for, you know, um, a 90 minute run or a two hour run, or if I go for a longer ride on the weekend, you know, you come home, it just kind of sets in like, okay, this, the rest of the day, it's all about chilling, right? (laughs) Bring eating a good, you know, getting few, getting nutrition back in you, maybe taking a nap, you know, it kind of gives you, it kind of sets the tone for the day, which I think is, is nice because then you get out of that, like kind of achieving, I've got to, you know, sweep Mm -hmm. the floor and fill the fridge. And that's for, Mm -hmm. you know, the other weekend day. Right. Right. Although, you know, thinking back to when we had little kids, I mean, we wanted it to then be a chill day. You know, when you and I trained for Nike women's in 2007, you know, we certainly wanted it to be the rest of the day chill. And, and, you know, it was, oh no, hop in for a very quick shower. If you're lucky, throw some clothes on and then go, go, go for the whole rest of the day. And, you know, Jennifer, it sounds like you have kind of a go, go, go lifestyle with the kids right now. So, yeah. So just, you know, don't be doing those long runs unless, you know, suddenly the kids have a bye week for their soccer season or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, I do have some time today. I think I'll go out for seven miles, eight miles, whatever it is. But, you know, no, you do not need to be notching it up every week for some for, mythic reason. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say for something else, but I won't say it for something in giggles, but <laughs> we'll keep this, we'll keep this PG. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. We need if you we, we need some questions. If you guys, these were great questions. Love them. Um, give us a call at four seven zero badass one. That's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. 
and and your phone number if you want Sarah to text you to get some more background. Um, it, it shows up automatically. So I do sometimes follow up with people. I'm like, oh, your question cut out or I don't quite understand. Can you call back and leave it? So, you know, yeah. that's good. That's fun. Keep yeah. this to about 90 seconds or less, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we hope that you love listening to this podcast as well as Dimity's AMR trains and our Friday podcast. We would appreciate if you'd show some love and hit that subscribe button. And in the month of February, this being 2021, um, we are having a special giveaway every week. You can enter to win a 50, sorry, every week, there'll be somebody who wins a $50 gift card to the mother runner store by showing that they've subscribed to the AMR podcast. And what you do is whatever app you're using to listen to podcasts, you press the subscribe button. And also you can look at our Instagram page to, we have some little tutorials on it, but then take a screenshot to show that you have subscribed, post it to that screenshot to your Instagram story, tag at the mother runner and to let us know you've subscribed. And if you do that, you just need to do that once during the month. And each week we will choose a winner. And if you've already subscribed, yes, you can still enter. Just take a screenshot showing us that you are subscribed, please. Because the deal is, is when you're subscribed, then it automatically downloads into your phone. That way it's waiting for you and ready when you head out the door, as long as your iPhone's not frozen. And, <laughs> and also in all honesty, it helps us um, boost our download numbers, which is how we keep this good show rolling. So thank you very much um, in advance. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Keep the questions coming because Dimity, what are we here? Oh, we're here with answers. <laughs> we're always reporting for duty with answers.